0: We've been doing a series on the book of Proverbs. My wife asked me when we were going to be finished, because these are ones that kind of hit pretty close to home. Um, and so what we've been doing is, I, I, I just said that Proverbs is a book of nuggets. I mean, there's some serious gold in Proverbs that I want to find and, and kind of refine and take it as my own. And so we've been looking at the, the Proverbs that, that Solomon kind of has has assembled, that we have in our Bible, And I mean, we've gone on a deep theological journey, right? I mean, really intense theological messages. They were called Don't Be Stupid. Don't Fight. Watch your mouth. And Don't Eat Puke. I mean, seriously, how much more theology can we get? It sounds like a parenting class, right? Don't Fight. Don't Be Stupid. Watch your mouth and don't eat puke. I mean, seriously, I, I feel like I'm in a nursery or something. But, but that's the deep theology that we've been reading. But I'm telling you what, if it's anything like, if our home is anything like yours, it, it, it hits really close. There is there's some genuine just power in these, in these words, these nuggets, they, they reign true. And so I, I want to continue that this morning. We're going to continue to look. I don't believe... Um, the, the proverb is quite as candid as last week. Um, it may not be quite the word picture as last week, but it's still, it's still a pretty uh, a, a candid verse. And I, and I want to read Proverbs chapter 14, verse 30. It says, a heart at peace gives life to the body. That sounds good. Amen? You like that? I like that. I mean, I'm going to make a t-shirt that says that. I can put that on a business card. A heart at peace gives life to the body, but it says envy rots the bone. A heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy rots the bone. If I said I had gold this morning and I said, who wants some gold, uh, who, who would raise your hand? Because I believe that this proverb is some gold that is absolutely needed in the life of believers. I believe the reality of a, of a heart of peace in the midst of busyness, in the midst of trials, in the midst of, uh, of what is unexpected but it is an absolute necessity within the body of Christ. And I believe that many of us aren't living with a heart of peace. I believe that many of us aren't living with that peaceful heart, it says in, in, in the New Living Translation, that, that, brings, that brings life. I mean, seriously, I, I watched The Matrix, you know, blue pill, red pill, like if you're going to take one this morning, I'm going to offer you a blue pill and a red pill. One brings life and one brings death. Which one are you going to be? That's really what this proverb is, is all about today. There's something that can bring life and there's something that will bring death. Which one are you going to choose? And when you choose it, you've got to take it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's easy. I want life. I want peace. Do you? Because honestly, I don't know that, that, that we're living with the fullness of peace that God desires. That's the gold I want you to, to, to wrestle with today. That's the, goal, the gold that I want you to, to discover this morning. The, the true value. I mean, if I could sell you peace, What value would you put on it? I'm telling you it is absolutely a a priceless treasure that I hope today as we're in this place that I can lay before you that it becomes something that you want not just to to hold but to become a part of your heart. The heart of peace gives life. What What is that? What are we talking about? Before I read my next verse, I'm just going to pray that God speaks to us. Father, I come to you this morning. And God, I believe that, that there is true wisdom in the word that we're, we're wrestling with today. And Father, I want nothing but your will in this place. God, I, I pray, Holy Spirit, who you've indwelled us with, the Holy Spirit, who is the advocate and counselor, I pray that you would guide and direct our hearts in our minds, our eyes, in our ears, that we would experience Your truth in this place this day. Because, God, Your truth brings transformation. I pray Your anointing be upon us in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to talk about a heart of peace. You see, in, in Psalm chapter 29, it says, The Lord gives strength to His people, and the Lord blesses His people with peace. And I think the context of peace in Scripture is not a context that we always understand. I think we assume peace means the absence of conflict, right? That's an easy definition. We're at peace if we're not fighting with someone. We have peace in our house when our kids are sleeping. You know what I'm saying? It's the absence of conflict. That's what we associate. But really, when you start to look at the words used in Scripture, when it comes to this idea of peace, there is the absence of conflict, but there's there's something more to the peace that God's promising. I'm telling you, He's not just promising you a life without conflict. That's not the, the peaceful heart, the heart of peace that God desires for you to have. But when God speaks of peace throughout the entirety of Scripture, he, he, the, the best word we can use is the idea of, of wholeness. The idea that something is, is complete. You know, it's funny, the King James, which I don't look at often because I can't understand it, in this verse actually says, A sound heart. I look at that and I'm thinking a heart of peace versus a sound heart. What's it communicating? Well the word there actually is a derivative of the word for health or healing. So a healed heart, a complete heart, a whole heart gives life. God desires for you to be whole. And because you're whole, the peace that you experience is, is substantial. You know, uh, we talk about conflict, but what about being incomplete? How many of you would be completely at peace if you put a 1,500-piece a puzzle together and there were two pieces missing at the end? Are you at peace with those two pieces missing? If you're anything like my wife, your house will not be at peace either because everything will be taken apart until what was once lost is now found. God blesses His people with peace. I read a quote, it said, Life is complex of moving people in parts and at times the things around us fall apart and they absolutely need to be restored. I need peace. I know from this verse the promise is peace gives what? Life. I want life. I want the life pill. That's what I want to live in. That's what I want for me, But there's something else that says envy. What is envy? Isn't envy really just being incomplete? You want something else? You want something more? I mean, that's the reality of what envy truly is, right? I'm envious because you've got this and I don't. I'm envious because your life seems gray and mine does not. I'm envious because I'm not satisfied. And when we live not satisfied, we get what? Decay in the bones. Maybe you guys haven't walked this journey, but I have. The journey of decay. Have you ever had decay in a bone like a tooth? And experienced the peace in that moment? Oh, that's all I think about when I think about decay in my bones. Is the peace of that moment... No, because all I do is is want more. I want to be made whole. I don't even know what I want, but I know I don't want it to hurt anymore. Isn't that what envy truly does? We start to seek what we don't have, and then we get what we were seeking, but we realize that doesn't fulfill us, it doesn't complete us, it doesn't make us whole, so we seek more. We seek things, we seek people, we seek we seek uh, uh, gratification, we seek uh, justification, we seek all these things. We, we seek people, friends, we seek all this stuff that we think is going to, to satisfy us, that it's going to make us whole, but we're never made whole, and all it does is brings us decay in the bones. Proverbs chapter 27. As water reflects the face, so one's life reflects the heart. Death and destruction are never satisfied, neither are human eyes. I'm telling you, your life is a reflection of your heart. If your heart is not at peace. Don't expect your life to be at peace. Don't expect what you demonstrate to be peace. Death and destruction are never satisfied. That's envy. Envy is never satisfied. Neither are human, fo- neither are human eyes. James chapter 4, what causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire, but you don't have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. you ever acted some way, and you looked at yourself, and you said, What in the world? Like, where did that come from? Why am I responding to this the way I'm responding? Like your friend calls you up and they got a promotion and their husband bought them a a car and, and everything is wonderful in their life. And you're like, well, that's just stupid. You can't really have joy for them because you're envious for where they're at. And then you look at yourself later and you're like, whoa, where did that come from? What causes fights and quarrel among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? Matthew chapter 6, about people who were anxious. You know, because I think anxiousness and envy are pretty close. The reality of anxiousness, being anxious, and being envious. Because you are not complete, right? Why am I anxious? Because I want something else, or something isn't right. There's, there's a piece that's missing, and I can't move on. And what if I never find that piece? Not that I'm not going to put the puzzle back in the box and it's not really going to matter, but I'm anxious about not completing the puzzle. People were worried about what they should eat or or what they would wear. He says in Matthew chapter 6, don't worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear for the pagans? They run after these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them. Someone probably needs to underline that verse. Your heavenly Father knows that you need these things. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. Because Philippians 4, 6 and 7. Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Present your request to God. And the peace of God. What? Which transcends understanding. Will guard your hearts where and your minds in Christ Jesus. I'm going to tell you there's anxiousness and there's envy that leads to death. But there's peace of God that gives life. Where do I get that? Like that sounds good. Where, where is that peace at? I'm telling you, pastor, I've been a believer for so long and I don't have that peace. Where can where can we we find that peace? Where can we discover that peace? Because God says that He wants that peace in our heart. Another word for that that heart is our inner man. That that peace is within us. And I love that He talks about the peace that's within us because if it's within me, what's outside of me does not affect it. You see what I'm saying? Our peace is often determined by our circumstance rather than our certainty. What God has done within me is the assurance of my peace. How can I say, all right, let's just read the scripture. A peaceful heart comes from God. You'll see this on a Christmas card in the next month and a half. For unto us or to us a child is born, a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of peace, of his government, of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. Did he come? Yeah. So is there peace? There is no end. Isaiah chapter 53, surely he took up our pain, he bore our sufferings, yet we considered him punished by God. Stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us what? The punishment that made me complete. The punishment that makes me whole was brought upon him. And by his wounds what? My heart is sound by the punishment that came upon Jesus. That that psalm that I read, it said that God blesses us with peace. Let me tell you, you will not find peace apart from God. God is the one who gives us peace. You can look wherever you want. You can try whatever you want. You can satisfy whatever craving, whatever desire you have. But you will not find true peace apart from God. You will not be made whole apart from God. It's impossible. Your heart cannot be made complete. Your heart cannot be made whole apart from God. Peace comes from God. Peace comes through Christ. Do you now believe, Jesus replied, the time has come, and in fact has come when you will be scattered each to your home. You will leave me all alone, yet I'm not alone for my Father is with me. John 16, verse 33, I have told you these things so that in me you may have what? Peace comes from God through Jesus Christ. In me you may have peace. Guess what? In this world you will have, it's going to get chaotic. It's going to get hectic. Things aren't going to be that that grand. But in me you have peace. In this world you have trouble, but take heart. I've overcome the world. Colossians chapter 1. God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. And through him, meaning Jesus, reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. God gives peace through Jesus Christ. Through the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed on the cross, you are made whole. If He has given, He being God, has given me peace through Jesus Christ, it is also found as a part or a product or it is found as a right In the kingdom of God. How can I say that? Romans chapter 4. Therefore, don't let what you know is good to be spoken of as evil. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy. What is the kingdom of God? It's not a matter of eating and drinking, but it's a matter of righteousness, peace, and joy. I'm going to tell you this morning that I believe if you're in the kingdom of God, you absolutely have a right to peace. Let the peace of Christ rule your hearts. Since as members of one body, you were called to peace and be thankful. There is a kingdom principle of peace. In the kingdom of God, we we should have an expectation for peace. Think of the United States, right? Right? We've got the right to vote. Every one of us, because we belong to this kingdom that we call the United States, we have a right to vote. But I looked in last, um, last presidential election, I think only 60% of the nation exercised their right to vote. Did everyone have the right to vote? But some people didn't. You know, we call ourselves the land of the free. Freedom is, is, is a right in the United States, correct? How many people in the United States truly live free? Man, we're bound by, by works. We're bound by obligations. We're bound by people. We're bound by credit cards. We're bound by, 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 by all these things. We don't live in freedom. I think Solomon would say it's foolish. Do you see peace as a right? I mean, it is the kingdom of God. Because I'm in his kingdom. Man, I have the right to a peaceful heart. Man, if I told you you couldn't vote this year, you would fight me. Some of you. Maybe 40% of you wouldn't. I don't know. If I tried to take away your freedom, wouldn't you kick and scream? If I tried to take your, your right to do this or that, right to free speech, no, you can't say anything. You can't tell me what I can say. When we get all shriveled and we get all frustrated when someone infringes upon our rights in the United States. But what about your right as a child of God? He promises you peace in His kingdom. He promises that peace is in His kingdom. Yet we live apart from the promise. I would say just like you choose not to exercise your right to vote, you choose not to exercise your right for peace. Peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Since as members of one body, you were called to peace. Will never be satisfied apart from the peace of God. You will never be satisfied without his peace. Peace comes from God through Jesus. you're a child of God, if you've confessed with your mouth that Jesus Christ is yours, if you believed in your heart that God raised him from the dead, if you believe that the power of sin is no longer effective in your life because the blood of Jesus Christ was shed upon the cross for the forgiveness of your sins, then the promise of peace is yours. The provision of peace is there. Exercise the freedom, the joy, the, the privilege of peace in your life. I'm a citizen of the kingdom of God. You can't have my peace. I mean, sometimes we have to tell our circumstance, you can't have my peace. Sometimes I have to tell my children, you can't have my peace. Man, this week, why do you preach on peace? This week was hectic and crazy. Meetings on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday was was busy. Thursday was, was stuff. I had to go to Scott's Bluff and then I had counseling and then I had this and another thing came up and, and in the midst of this I'm like stressed about it. I got a sermon to preach and then Friday and people come in and I love people. Usually. And I'm preaching on peace. Man. In this world you'll have troubles. In this world, it's going to get crazy. In this world, things will attack you. In this world, things will come against you. In this world, things will will, will try to to take away. But that is your gold. If I came to your house and, and tried to take your gold, what are you going to do to me? I'm your pastor. You'll let me, right? If I reached in your wallet and started to get some money out, You know, you guys are talking afterward and you leave your purse sitting on a chair and I just come over and pull a 20 out of your wallet? What are you going to do to me? Some people are going to slap my hand. Some people are going, I'm getting in on this purse later. (laughs) Boy, I tell you what, we're more protective of of our treasures than our treasures. God's promised you peace. Your right is peace. God has provided for you peace. No one, nothing, can take it. Nothing has the right to it. Unless you give it. Unless you release it. It's not theirs. My peace is not dependent on my children. My peace is not dependent on my schedule. My peace is not dependent on my problems or lack thereof. But my peace is dependent on the promise that God has made me whole through Jesus Christ. And there's nothing in all creation, neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities, there's nothing in all creation that can separate me from the love of God which is found in Christ Jesus. Man, why do I let stuff? Why do I let things? Excuse me for a second. Why do I let sports separate me from my promise in Jesus Christ? You guys can come forward. I want to conclude with one more verse. This verse is found in 1 Peter chapter 5. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand. That's the kingdom. That's his reign. That's his authority. Humble yourself under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Humble yourselves. Well, pastor, I'm not at peace. My life's a mess. I'm as humble as it comes. No. Humble yourself before God. Because it's not about what you want and it's not even about what you desire, but it's about who He's made you. Sometimes, sometimes, In my trials, sometimes, in my tribulation, I have to humble myself and acknowledge that none of this really affects who He has made me. And then He says, cast your anxiety. Cast your cares. The only problem with the word cast is I think we think of fishing and it always comes back. Right? I cast it to bring it back. That's not what he desires. He wants you to throw your cares to him. Because the promise is that he will sustain you. The promise is that he will make you whole. The promise is that he will make you complete. This morning, I believe that there's a nugget. There's gold. There's treasure. There's value. And I believe in my heart, I'm not the only one in this room that needs this nugget today. I'm not the only one that that knows that, man, my anxiousness and sometimes my envy brings about a behavior that I don't like. But I want the peace of God. The peace that he says transcends understanding. It's a peace that doesn't make sense in the midst of the trial. It's a peace that doesn't make sense in the midst of the turmoil. But it's a peace that absolutely is. And it transcends my understanding. Father, I come to you this morning in in this room, God. For all of us in this place, God, I pray that, that, that you've been illuminating. I pray, God, that you've been revealing. I pray that we can recognize the necessity of this treasure. God, for anyone who says, I haven't had peace. Boy, it's been crazy. They say, I haven't been living in peace. My heart's not been at peace. God, I pray you begin to speak to them. God, I pray that they hear the promise that you have peace that is theirs, that the Father desires to give it to them this day. How? Through Jesus Christ, through the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed on the cross, Because it's their right in your kingdom. And God, I pray that if there's anybody, if there is anyone in this room that hasn't hasn't been living in the peace, that hasn't been allowing the peace of God to reign in their heart, the heart of peace, God, I pray they would grasp. I pray that they would cling to. I pray that they would hold on to, God. They would cherish, God, the promise that you're making to them this day. Father, I pray that they would humble themselves. They would say, yes, this is absolutely something that I need, God. That they would humble themselves, acknowledging that they won't find peace anywhere but through Jesus Christ. they would throw off. That they would cast. That they would release their cares, their anxieties, their envies. That they would throw them, God, at the feet of Jesus. Knowing Knowing that you care for us. God, this morning I pray. In this room I pray that we would have the peace of God. In this moment I pray, God, that you would, you would reveal. That we would, that we would have eyes to see the value that we have as children of God. Through Jesus Christ. A part of your kingdom. A value that is mine. value that gives life. It gives life to me. It gives life to my family. It gives life to my community. Because of your promises. This morning, because of 1 Peter chapter 5, I'm going to encourage yourself to humble yourself. If you know that you need peace this morning, I'm just going to ask, and, and I know it's challenging at times, I'm just going to ask you to stand where you're at. It's acknowledging that uh, I need this, God, and, and that declaration is absolute humility. I need peace to reign in my life. So this morning I'm going to ask if, if this sermon has, has resonated with your heart that you would stand where you're at. First Peter said, humble yourself. And as you begin to stand, I'm going to ask that you begin to pray to the Father. That's how we're going to cast our cares this morning. I'm going to ask that with your words, you say, God, take these worries, take these anxiousness, take these things that I've been envious about. You know what they are. You know the the monkeys that have been on your back. You know the places that you haven't been made complete. And I'm going to say, cast them before the Father. As you begin to cry out, as they lead us in a chorus, and you cry out to God, cast your cares before Him and know that He cares for you. Know He's got peace that is yours. I'm going to ask Tam to sing, and as she sings, I just encourage you. um, There's some that are maybe standing around you. Maybe you want to pray with those that are around you. But this is a time for the peace of God to transcend our understanding. God's peace is yours this day. The peace of God is yours today. And I'm going to tell you, if you left your nugget of gold here this morning, I'm going to say you're crazy. So don't leave that peace here today. Don't let it just to be a moment in here this morning, but let it be your value. Let it be your treasure. Let it be something that goes with you, right? Right? The Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you. May he turn his face towards you and grant you his peace. Let me say, you know, I think, Carrie, you just play a little while in here. I'm going to dismiss everyone. If you want to spend some more time in the the service, if you want to worship a little bit or just pray, I'm here to pray with you. If not, have a blessed week. Amen. Be blessed.